Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Pod save the king. Hello and welcome to an episode on the road of Pod Save the King. I am your host for today, Russell Myers, and I'm joined by my liege and mirror photographer extraordinaire, Ian Vogler. Hello, Ian. Hi, how are you? It's been a long day, hasn't it? It has been a long day. It's been a long couple of days. It feels like we've been here for a long time, but we arrived on Monday evening into Nairobi. We are actually in Mombasa at the moment. And we are pretty much sweltering. It's just had a huge thunderstorm. It's a very, very different climate here on the coast of, uh, of East Africa. Um, very different to the city, the hustle and the bustle, the, the hecticness of Nairobi. And um, fortunately, I've been a couple of times before, but not for many years. And it's always great to come back, not only to this part of the world, but certainly to Nairobi, because it is a real, I suppose, it's sort of um, the bastion of democracy here in, uh, in Africa. And certainly um, the, the cultural and historical ties, uh, both with, with Britain um, and the rest of the world, it's sort of, it's, it's there to be seen and it's sort of a really good opportunity for Britain and indeed the King and Queen to come here for their first tour of the Commonwealth. And I suppose when you look at the reasons, and there have been a lot of people saying to me, why on earth are you going to Kenya? Why the King and Queen going to Kenya? Surely they would have gone to one of the 14 British realms uh, many of them are Commonwealth countries as well, for their first big tour. Of course, you and I have been to France and Germany on state visits this year, which went fantastically well. That was our last meeting uh, when we were in France. And now we find ourselves in Kenya. And I suppose those sort of ties, those historical ties, have been both great and not so great. And certainly that was an element of what King Charles was speaking about during his major speech at the, at the state banquet. And it was on Tuesday evening that was the first official day of the tour it was a four-day tour state visit it rolled out the red carpet and um i think pretty much you know before we come on to sort of the nuts and bolts of his speech which was pretty punchy um i think they've had a really warm reception here in kenya it's been very warm we met that chap today we from the uh kenyan broadcasting company yeah and we're talking to him because the average age of people, certainly in Nairobi, is about 19, isn't it? It's very, very young. Yeah, it's really young. And they really appreciate and seem to understand a lot of the work that the King's been doing, certainly through the Prince's Trust um, over the years. And it's interesting to hear that from him, how the younger side of the population really appreciate the money. You could say, okay, they've come to Kenya. It's independent. It's, it's a little bit softer, perhaps, than some of the other Commonwealth countries that may have a desire to completely sever ties. So perhaps this is a softer option, but the welcome has been warm, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. I mean, you're looking at, the again, the, the reasoning to come here. And I think it's a, it's a friendly nation. We're not necessarily, not necessarily that Caribbean wasn't friendly. I think we had an incredible warm welcome. And again, I'm going to be labelled to say, why are you mentioning the Caribbean tour again? You know, <laughs> Russell Myers is raking over old coals once more. But I think that is quite a good example of the world we are in today and certainly when William and Kate went there I don't feel they fully grasped the nature of 
um, what the royal family's position is across the world. And of course, as I come back to it, you've been welcomed with open arms, very warm reception from these individual nations. However, the issue of not only independence for some of those Caribbean countries, of course, we talked about some of the history, which we'll get into in a minute, but Kenya had independence in 1963 because they had decades on their own, but still maintain a lot of cultural, historical trade ties with the United Kingdom. However, in the Caribbean, there's talk of reparations, there's talk of independence, and it's, you know, there's a bit of fire in the belly, I suppose, from those Caribbean nations. And it's not necessarily that here, but it's more of a backward-looking aspect of this tour. And to bring you to that big speech, and I think that this is this is going to be a vein running through King Charles's reign. And it's not something that he, he doesn't expect. It's very, very much on the agenda. Um, certainly when I've spoken to people at the palace, they ask, they say to me, you know, the king is very, very well read. He knows exactly what he's talking about. And he wants to try and right the wrongs of the past. And specifically in Enya, you had the Mel Mel uprising in, in the 1950s. And that spanned eight years, resulted in thousands of deaths, the worst of British colonialism without a shadow of a doubt. And the king was expressing his, and I'm quoting from him, his greatest sorrow and deepest regrets. And what happened, when the official figures stand about 11,000. The British tried to sort of quash this uprising, this revolt amongst the local people of what Kenyans consider, say, to be the, the utmost freedom fighters. Um, the, 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 the figures are way surpassing those 11,000, depending on what you talk to. But... Not only with that, you have um, a kind of a need for acknowledgement. And I think in certain quarters, there's been a, uh, a request, probably more than a request, a need for an apology from not only the British government, who have paid £20 million to descendants of those, uh, the, the people who took part in the uprising, but also um, you know, an apology from the British royal family. And we've, we know that Charles has spoken about this in Africa, in, uh, in the Caribbean, talking about the, the abhorrent slave trade that the British royal family had a hand in. So, you know, these are undeniable truths that he can't get away from. And I don't think he wants to get away from it, because when you look at how he is tackling this, it is pretty impressive. Yeah, he's, he's lived through these things, hasn't he? Uh, by, you know, owing to his age, he's lived through these things. He would have known about these things back, back at the time as a young man. And, you know, let's look at it. We're, we're in Black History Month. The, uh, the modern king has come to Africa with a black foreign secretary. So, you know, he's the modern king and he's tackling these things. Ed, I mean, I think for him to stand up there and say, sorry, it's, I just don't think it would probably ever happen. No, it probably opens itself up to you know, calls for reparations. I mean, he is here, him and the queen are here on the behest of the British government. And the reason why... Uh, the British government have chosen Kenya specifically is because of those trade ties. I don't remember the exact figures, but there are millions and millions of pounds in trade done between the two countries, uh, which has existed for years. And in a post-Brexit world is what we obviously need more of. But I'm just going to read you some of Charles's speech because I, th I thought it was really interesting about how far he went. And then we'll come on to what the president, uh, Ruto, said, because again, his speech was pretty punchy. But the king said, it is the intimacy of our shared history that has brought our people together. However, we must also acknowledge the most painful times of our long and complex relationship. The wrongs of the past are a cause of the greatest sorrow and deepest regret. There were abhorrent and unjustifiable acts 
of violence committed against Kenyans as they waged, as you said at the United Nations, a painful struggle for independence and sovereignty. And for that, there can be no excuse. And then you look to President Ruto's speech where he talks about the monstrous aspects. And again, really strong emotive language and fair play to him. I mean, he had a, he had a platform with the king in his backyard and why on earth would he not take that opportunity? But I think that, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a balancing act for Charles and Camilla. I mean, Camilla is a supporting act, but then you've also got William and Kate as well. And wherever they go into these regions, be it Africa or the Caribbean, there are going to be calls for these types of reparations or these apologies. I don't think we're going to get the apology from them because of those aspects from the British government. However, it's, it's definitely going to be a vein running through these tours forevermore. Yeah, because when the king comes on these tours, he, he, he is here at the behest of the, of the foreign... So he is here, can we put, kind of like a puppet spokesman for the government, but he wants to say his own thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, he can't possibly say things he might want to say because it may upset the government. And it, it, it measured but, but heartfelt. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone leaving that room thought they'd been, let's say, fobbed off, did they? Actually? No. Again, he, and he, because he's lived through it, hasn't he? Yes, he's lived through it. I mean, talking about the uprising starting in uh, 1952, the year his mother came to the throne, and that was very, very prevalent because, mm. again, why are we in Kenya? The historical ties. Is the late queen found out that she was going to become the yeah. mother when she was in Kenya. Charles referenced in his speech again about his son and heir. Prince William proposed his daughter-in-law, Princess of Wales, in Kenya in 2010. So... All of these historical and family ties are running through it. Um, I think sometimes these tours are a little bit paint by numbers. Not necessarily these speeches, but definitely when you're going to have Charles and Camilla, you're going to have climate change, you're going to have environmentalism, uh, animal welfare, and we've had that in spades over the last couple of days. Certainly today, uh, first of all, few tree plantings, obviously. Well, yeah. We haven't seen shake the tree. I, I did touch the tree... At the UN place, but I don't, I don't think he, he said... For, for anybody didn't think say it. that we've lost our minds, <laughs> or indeed the king has, this is a thing. Regular listeners of podcast will absolutely know what we're talking about. When Charles plants one of the millions of trees that he has planted uh, when on these sites of engagement, he grabs the leaf of the tree or a stalk and says, good luck, tree. <laughs> and I love that about him. And it's sort of, again, this continuity to running around uh, wherever he goes throughout the country and indeed around the cleanest fade in the world. Yes, it was the cleanest fade. Certainly, and don't you. It was very shiny, unless they polished it up. You know, you make the good point. Kenya, Kenya is a country where the queen went, our, our late queen went up the tree to the treehouse as a princess, came down as a queen. down the queen. The, and he mentioned this. Yeah. In his, and in the king has come here as a new king and probably left as a, as a pretty old statesman. I think so. I mean, again, talking about his legacy, I mean, the man is... 74, going to be 75 in a few days. What is his legacy going to look at? I bring you back to the conversations yeah. I've had with the palace about he's absolutely acutely aware of what he wants his legacy to be. And that is trying to right the wrongs. We can't rewrite history, but we can try and rewrite the wrongs and, then, and try and have a new relationship with our partners, friends and partners moving forward. That sounds a bit political speed, but I think that is exactly what they, the, the sort of... Um, the, the aim of the game is here to come and be welcomed and to leave as friends and partners and trying to have a bit more of a relationship further down the road. But when you look at 
God, we pack a lot in on these trips. I don't think anyone's yeah. going to be sympathetic of us. We are sitting in uh, uh, a very, very nice hotel on the beach. We've just got to Mombasa, but they are relentless, punishing days. Yeah. I mean, it's only because we have to get to the to the, uh, to the jobs about three hours before the royals because we have to go to security. Should we, should we start a crowdfunder for us to have a private jet? <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're, we're with the king. Oh, no, we can't do that. And uh, when we took Great the RAF up. Voyager here from Bryce Lawton, it was run on 40% sustainable fuel. We actually need Chris Ship of ITV here because he's, <laughs> he's a shout out to Ship of Shippy because he is an aficionado oh, of, uh, of sustainable yeah. fuel. And uh, I'm sure he would talk. He tells you what nuts and bolts are in the weed. He loves it. He loves oh, it. He loves it. Well, it's our fellow. But indeed, so back to the tour. I mean, we've had uh, sort of two, two days in Nairobi, two days it's going to be in, uh, in Mombasa. We're around the coast. Of course, we're going to be talking to uh, a, a lot of locals about sustainability, the environment, climate change is really affecting. I mean, talk about climate change. We walked in, where well, it was bright sunshine earlier. Then we walked in, it was hugely humid, and we just come in from the thunderstorm. And that is certainly going to affect this country and indeed the region for, for, for many, many decades to come. What's been your favourite part of it so far? Well, I think State Banquet, as they arrived, there was some traditional dancers and that was really exciting because it, it just added atmosphere but today i wrote a caption on my picture today basically queen camilla feeds a baby elephant it's not too often that, that you get to see that you were right there weren't you it was yeah uh, right uh, basically a charitable organization that that deals they look after orphan elephants and they're basically feeding time comes and these keepers and these huge milk about the size of me and you. These, yeah. these bottles and they're several, like baby elephants. Several pints. And, <laughs> and the elephant doesn't mess about, does it? It runs up, <laughs> gets its it was great. teeth on the on the bottle and, and it goes for it. And the Queen saw that being done by the keepers and then she had to go. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a small elephant. You, you talk about um the the aspects of Camilla's work and I they would have as a bit of a support act. I don't think that's being cruel. It's definitely she is here to sue, sue a role as yeah. king and support her husband, but to you know, do her job as a as a representative of the British government also, for king and country, as they say. Yeah. And uh, I think that that, that that aspect of her work, what I found interesting today was they, they split for a lot of the jobs. You know, I was at a street kitchen with Charles when he was talking to uh, a lot of um, local businesses that have been helped by the British Council he was giving us, was he giving a spicy parata? He, he went a bit Michael Caine because he said that he, he got these spicy parathas from these uh, people that run a food truck. And he, and he basically said, a bit like, it'll blow the bloody doors off. He basically said, I think he told Arthur, blow your bloody head off that one. That was a terrible, <laughs> mind, really my terrible expression. It was, um, it's, it made me not bloody head off. It was, it was very funny. And um, I get, he's got a bit of personality, the old king. Yeah. And... He is very, very good at making people feel at ease. And that is definitely, wherever we do engagements, and it happened a lot today, I think people thought, oh gosh, the King of England coming in to see us, and he makes people feel at ease. And they both do. And they both are very, very good at being well-read. Many people will have seen the video that the Royal Family uh, Instagram and social media pages put up as we were flying into Nairobi. Um, of the king and queen reading their booklets, doing their homework. And I suppose that is very, very important, not only to, to, you know, make sure you do your job, I suppose, but also make sure you make people feel at ease because that is then going to be 
successful pictures, successful copy. Everybody's happy with the, the involvement. People are going to speak about this. It's interesting enough, I went to, for dinner with one of my friends who lives here. Shout out to Stevie. But uh, he's lived here for about 10 years. I was asking him, are people interested um, in this? He said it's, it's, dif it's different. A lot of the, the older generation, your age basically, and uh, <laughs> it's, uh, um, have really got excited about it and thought that it's, it's interesting because the Queen visited uh, many times and Charles says as well, but this is his first time as King. And what does that mean for our relationship with Britain? There's a lot of expats living here. Young people not very interested and that tells you an awful lot you talk, talk about the the age range of the the makeup of this country and i think it is 50 percent of people in kenya are under the age of 35 and that is huge you know very very big, big technical technological advances made in kenya a lot of the young people are using that as a springboard to better their jobs better their livelihoods better their families future prospects as well and you can see it happening before your eyes but i'm gonna tell you my favorite story Go on then. So, in uh, or at the war graves, they went to uh, we obviously wreath laying. Charles and, uh, and Camilla had visited the tomb of the unknown warrior during the week, but we had also uh, Charles placing a medal on the chest of a brave uh, war veteran, a Kenyan war veteran who served in the British Army in World War Two. Also served in Palestine and the Far East. Corporal Samuel Nithge Mubara. And he, unbelievably, is 117 years old. At least that's what his birth certificate, or lack of birth certificate, says some of his personal documents. That would, astonishingly, make him the oldest living person in the world. And now, I want some of what he's drinking, because he <laughs> certainly looked remarkably well for 117. But his credentials in terms of being, uh, being a corporal in the army are, are without question. And uh, speaking to his daughter... Ida today she was explaining the reason that the king was there to meet him and several other veterans today was because when the Mau Mau uprising happened the, the 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 quest for independence was really burgeoning I suppose they were part of the British army and they had medals that they discarded or lost they didn't necessarily throw them away it was explained but they discarded them certainly I think reading between the lines that they were fearful for their safety for their family safety and if they were caught not only of serving the British occupiers, as uh, as some people put it to me today, that they, they certainly were fearful of reprisals for the Mau Mau, having served in the, the armed forces. And that happened to many African veterans, and they, they just got rid of their medals. So it was Samuel's family who actually contacted, they knew that this uh, visit was happening, and they contacted the, the king, the palace, and they said, you know, it would be great if he could be rewarded these medals and it was a really touching moment I thought today where the king and the queen were introduced to Samuel and and they were absolutely in awe of him and uh, and Charles said you're amazing you have set us a great example you must have been living on wild locusts and honey <laughs> because he looks absolutely amazing yeah, it to get to oh, well I think if that's the secret so we better go get, oh, get shop. Locusts and honey. but he also said you know but he was bending down and he was showing him the medals and he said I'm, I'm really am so pleased if I may say so to give you these after all these years I hope they all I hope they're all there where he's counting them he said you are amazing and he said um you just great age running the family and uh, I don't think I don't think up to 117 but certainly uh Corporal Mubarel was uh with a worthy recipient of of those medals and interestingly military has been a real um 
real issue of this tour, I think. Sometimes we see it, we saw it a little bit in France when the French are putting on the pomp and ceremony. But here, because we've had so many British forces serve here for good or bad throughout the years, it's definitely, um, it's definitely something to be celebrated and to be recognised uh, as well. Not only elephant sanctuaries, coming back to the animals, which was you know, great pictures, but donkey, donkey sanctuary yeah. as well. And we had Camilla... Um, Either, was she feeding some donkeys? Oh, yeah, I've seen the pictures, that. but it was, um, it was so, I mean, Camilla's a, a, a great professional in these senses. She knew oh, yeah, they yeah, were yeah, going to yeah. be really great pictures. And she was getting involved. She's obviously hugely into animal welfare. And I think that when you're looking at, you know, maybe it's been a bit unfair, paint by numbers. It's something that they, they have interests in and they can talk um, with assurance and confidence with. And it's something that, again, is is perfectly fitting of uh, of these of these types of engagements. And again, so where where are we where are we tomorrow? We're gonna we're gonna do another drop in tomorrow. So this is this is on Wednesday night. We're gonna publish a podcast on Thursday for for all our listeners, and then we are going to be uh, we're gonna be on a very nice beach tomorrow. Uh, not just me and you, <laughs> which we are in kind of a honeymooners hotel. I mean, I do think of you. Very highly, but um, it would be nice to to be with uh, there. So, like, you're, so what you're saying is, it's the king's birthday soon, isn't it? Ooh. So we better have a think about it between now and tomorrow. What are we going to get? You say locusts and honey, locusts and honey. Well, that's the I'll good, get that's a locust. I'll, I'll get, get the honey. honey. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've chosen the bandera. <laughs> I don't know you're going to sort. Oh, no problem at all. I'll provide a shop for those. But we're going to also go to the be a naval base. We're going to go. Yeah, I'll go to a naval base. That's going to be really interesting because again, British military. Training up Kenyan uh, soldiers and uh, Navy personnel here was really, really, still really important. Yeah. And because of the, the interest in the Rindian bordering Somalia and whatnot, you have um, that that is going to continue. Let's hope that relationship forevermore, because there are certain yeah. issues that people can, or, or our armed forces can certainly jointly. Big shout out to our um, military friends that have oh, yes. just get here tonight. They've been looking after us throughout the visit, helping us with transport, and they. Um, Let's just say they managed to get us through a lot of queues at an airport tonight. Yes. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't uh, have made up. I don't know where we'd be. No, no, uh, we'd probably be still on the, uh, the Alps. Captain Jamie and, and the rest of the guys. Yeah, shout out to Big them. Shout out. So, I mean, thank you for the tuning in. Well, well, you're still going to be listening, hopefully, because we're going to give you the second part tomorrow. And, like uh, the Sun Holy tomorrow. And uh, in, a, in the space time continuing, as Aid Ripper says, we'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome back uh, to another day in Kenya. We are on day three of the Royal Tour. I am here with Ian Vogler, be Russell Myers, back. Um, it's pretty warm, Ian. I mean, he's been sucking the life out of me today. I don't know how you coped. You were at the naval base and we were split up for most of the day, unfortunately. 
Um, you were at the naval base. I was at the beach cleaned. Uh, not a lot of cleaning going on for the king, unfortunately, because he was... Um, which is why I think it's the issue with these, these jobs sometimes. I think that sometimes it could get a bit safe, and whereas it could be really fun and vibrant, and I have to lean on colleagues like yourself to make the pictures really sing, so we've got some great content delivered to our readers. When the king left this beach clean, he was talking uh, to young Kenyan scouts and girl guides, and they have a project, um, environmental project, that they wanted him to learn all about. Um, and he, when he left, they were all getting involved in laughing and joking and dancing, and it was real atmosphere. And unfortunately, that didn't really push through from the engagement, um, which was which was a bit sad, I thought, because I think the king is a good sport, and you know he just doesn't want to turn up for a photo call and talk about or things are hush boys. I think he even kind of wants to get involved sometimes. And uh, it, it was a very worthy event. Don't get me wrong; it was talking all about um, the, the the issues being affected, of course, of the coast of the environment on the Ali Beach in Mombasa. Um, and talking about to young people, I suppose, because young people are our future. Who said that? The children of the that? future? Oh, we can't hear that. Winnie Houston. Salt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But he was Winnie Houston. Yeah. It's a good song. No, who sang it? Anyway, we digress because after um, speaking to the Scouts and Girl guys, talking about uh, Tide Turners, which is a global youth movement. It's not just in Kenya. It's all around all throughout the UN now practicing across the world and uh talking about reusing plastics how can we make our, our environments a better and safer place for all and these young people were really 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 impressive and when i was speaking to them afterward they were well, one of the girls said she loved king charles she's actually said that to him she said i love him and i said why do i just tell me you love him and he said well i just think he's that a sort of a, a, a poster boy for environmentalism so he's, he's getting a bit of street cred down with the kids here in Kenya. Um, I wasn't talking about you. Which... <laughs> it definitely wasn't. No, no. I was hot, very hot and bothered by this coin. But um, you were... you were down, the naval you were base. The naval base. Had to get a boat to go to the naval base. So you've got the, some British Marines training some Kenyans. And they did an exercise where they basically came up the beach on ribs and... And the exercise basically where they would take the beach and there was smoke grenades and very dramatic. and uh, blank rounds and all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, it was very dramatic, as it? The British uh, Marines have trained these guys for a number of weeks. It's very, it's very realistic, actually. Funny moment after, so the king and the queen were invited to meet the families of these guys. And the king went from the left and the queen went from the right. And they just basically walked into each other and the queen Oh, and she's in there. Again, they like having a bit of fun. And I think sometimes when they can let their hair down, they, they are very, very good. I think we said just today, putting people at ease. And, yeah. you know, Charles, when he was on the beach, they yeah, played to him. He was he dressed in his full suit. Oh, and tie. Yes. He had suit that I was dressed down. Um, I didn't yeah. have a tie on. I mean, I was very no. side down, but it was, well, I didn't have a sweltering. Um, and the Queen was brilliant there because she had to sit and watch us. And she knew we were trying to get pictures and she whipped her sunnies off so we could. Uh, See, but yeah, it was, it was fun. And then a uh, big shout out to the um, Kenyan security guard. He thinks he's going to play rugby one day, I think, because not only do we have to try and get the pictures, we have to try and not get rugby tackled by overzealous <laughs> security guys who were sort of screaming and shouting. And well, you were with, them, with a lot of people with big uh, assault rifles, and even though they're the yeah, 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 there's lots of people with guns there. But this guy thought it was his job to um, 
yeah, basically rugby tackle us out of the way. So that was quite, quite good. Well, wrapping up, I mean, so, so the, just the day, there was a, another visit to a coral reef, very, very much about environmentalism today. That, that has been a vein after the really sort of serious, heavy political, historical aspects of the speech covered yesterday. Um, very much in tune with the youth, as we said, um, uh, a huge young population here in Kenya and a sort of bastion for, for, for Africa and the rest of the world, I suppose. Tomorrow, we have got a bit more historical stuff. You know, there'll be inter interfaith meetings. There'll be a going to a mosque. Um, there's a place for Fort Jesus. We won't spoil the surprise because there's going to be a nice surprise going uh, with the king and queen at the end of the tour. So, in summary, is it a success? I think successful. More formal than perhaps we would have liked for the picture side of it. But successful, formal, well-received. Yeah, well-received. And... A lot, you know, with the king, long days, you know. Yeah, you know, they pack are. Pack it in, do lots of visits. They have a punishing, her punishing schedule. And I mean, it's, it will be success on the, the British government. I mean, James Cleverley, Horace Echo, was here this week and uh, very much in tune with the, the, the government aspect of it, speaking about writing wrongs, which we, we covered. I think they will deem it a success because Charles has been well received. There wasn't any protests that we've seen in the past. There wasn't any sort of a, a negative atmosphere. Charles's speeches were bang on. And I think that you know, 2024 is going to be a big year. We, we're, we're expecting to go to Canada. We're expecting to go to Australia, two of the big, uh, big realms. And I imagine there'll be you know, uh, a, a few more trips in the mix as well. Chogham thrown in. Chogham tro as well because Chogham... Is, um, is a big deal next year. Commonwealth has a government meeting. COP28 was announced that the king is going to go because he was effectively stopped by Liz Truss. Do you remember Liz oh, Truss? That's right, yeah. Do you remember Liz Truss? Later on the lecture. It didn't last too long, our former prime minister, a matter of uh, hours. So if we're being kind. But it looks, it looks like Charles has got his groove back because, again, very much embedded with youth, youth culture, what is going to be uh, happening in terms of Kids making a difference, environmentalism, and that is going to be following uh, here. He's going to be there for a couple of days in Dubai this year. We were in Dubai. We went yes. to Twint William, didn't we? That weird the expo. expo thing of those weird robot things. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Sort of it's like a Star Wars movie, wasn't it? Stalls, there are exhibitions, absolutely huge. Yeah. You might be able to hear the rain outside. It's just absolutely skimping down the, the, the outside. Yeah. So listen, I think um, I think we give them a solid score. I mean, it's a solid sort of eight out of ten. And we did nothing. It's it's a little bit paid by numbers, but there is uh, real some some meat and crusts devoured within the tour. So uh, we are off tomorrow. We we go back home. Um, yeah. We are not going to um, Singapore because um, this is a podcast made may like to know that I've just had a baby. So, not me personally, my wife. Shout out to the lovely we had, Yes, we've had, uh, we've had a, a little boy and um, very, very excited to get home and, uh, and see my family. Um, and, you know, until next time, I suppose, because you and I have had a, have a good tour here and um, we've enjoyed it. We've been, really enjoyed the Kenya hospitality. It's been fantastic to be here. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Pod save the king!